Yo, hello once again, and we're back. It's your boy, Khalif. And this is Jameez. And welcome to Friendly Fire. So it sounds like he's announcing the sports, but it's because he's so excited. It's been a while, I think maybe almost a month, since we were able to do a show because life got busy, but now everything is settled. Just a tad bit settled. Just a wee bit. It's, a, it's better. We've, we've moved locations and we all set up and ready to continue podcasting i know you guys have been anxious for the next episode Uh, oh but i want to wish everyone a happy good friday yes happy happy good friday a lot of you are enjoying this day off if you don't have to work oh yes oh yeah i'm enjoying it i never work on fridays let me rub that in so every weekend for me is a three-day weekend somebody's lucky not lucky blessed uh so man so there's plenty of big things happening in the world today but let's get into a little entertainment first Ah, uh, yes we just got back from our little version of date night <laughs> so we went to the movies we love going to the movies especially here in korea it's our chance to just escape from it all and not have to read subtitles <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, yes. For those of you who don't live abroad, you have no idea what it's like to wait for the next English movie installment. We watch every blockbuster when it comes. We are we are the movie mavens. They're like, yeah, go on to CGV. <laughs> and they could be a crappy English movie. What if we... I mean, sometimes we stumble on them, but I think they're going to be good, and they turn to be really bad, and I'm not... You know, I can't really think of a name right now, but there's something about... Tornadoes or something I picked last year because oh, I was that desperate. that was awful. God, that movie was awful. I was awful. desperate for a good film. I didn't have to read the subtitles. And usually Hollywood keeps me happy, but sometimes... They dropped the ball on that one. They did. It, it had potential to be really, really good, and it just kind of was... Well, the problem is with that one, like I think they didn't know thing. if they wanted to be a documentary, a mockumentary, or a movie. Yeah, maybe, but... I don't know. They just, it's like, oh, I'm tired of writing the script. We're done. <laughs> yeah, let's just film people running around from a tornado. Uh, but the movie we did see was Fast and Furious 7. Which, okay, I have been a Fast and Furious supporter since the beginning because I'm crazy about cars and driving fast. And I've always loved it. I've seen every single one and I've enjoyed all of them. Even the bad one? Even the bad one Tokyo I enjoyed. Drift? I enjoyed Tokyo Drift as well. Even what? though I was like, it's really departed from what I know it to be. But I still, I still, I enjoyed it. But it was pretty terrible. But it was wonderful in all its terribleness. And you could just see Bow Wow really trying to carry the movie. Because he wanted to be one of the big names in action movies. And it just didn't. But he's still adorable anyway. Yeah, this little Bow Wow. Come on now. He's not little anymore. I don't even remember the kid's real name. I used to know it because back in the day, because Bow Wow and I are actually, I think, the same age. Back in the day, I had a little bit of a crush on him. He was so adorable. And I used to know his real name, but now I've forgotten. So, oh well. Yeah, but... Side note. But since we're concluding the... I just have to say, once Vin Diesel was back in the picture, they got back to being really good well, pure entertainment and fun and love. And you could just see his, like... Well, this is the issue. This is the issue. After the very first Fast and the Furious, Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe Vin Diesel was in the second one, right? No. So, yeah, so after the first one. And that one introduced Ludacris, I believe. Luda and um, And Tyrese. Tyrese. I don't know why I'm about to say Chris Tucker. (laughs) I don't know either. I guess you're hoping for him to make a comeback in a movie at some point, too. Yeah. Well, it's because they're both kind of big miles. The the third one, it didn't have any of them. Yeah, that's oh Tokyo Drift was right. all about. Okay, because right. what happened was that after. But I'd forgotten four. Four was when there was like Michelle when Rodriguez Diesel was like, oh, came I'm, back. I'm coming. I'm taking my franchise back. Yes. And then five was like big. That's when the rock. Everything came in. was big. Yeah, everybody was big and five. They were really big. Everybody was really big. <laughs> yeah. Even guys who had been little before were like big. <laughs> and they had that really big dude to fight the rock that made rock. That was small. six. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, this Sorry. is not this is not spoilers, of course. We're not giving away any parts of the movie. Just very exciting, adrenaline pumping. And I was, 
even though I enjoyed six, I thought it went too far. Like they just took the stunts too far. But Fast Seven, it seems like they reined in a little bit. Well, I think they, uh, what's the director's name? James Wan. I don't know. I don't know. The director seemed. He, he changed. It was a different director. He this one. made it more realistic. Like a bit, a bit. The previous installment seemed like. I know the scene you're talking about is the one where they had to catch Letty from being thrown. Let's not give it away unless, you know. They... Well, people have seen sex. They may not have. I don't care. You know, maybe someone just woke up one day and is like, Well, that's not my fault that they behind. Seven, and then they had to go backwards. Well, I'm not telling the movie, but it's just this one scene where Letty gets, she has to get caught. That was one of many, but that one was the most. But that ridiculous. was the most ridiculous. Midair catch and fall over the bridge onto a car that's going. I don't know what was going and on. The, in the same direction, and she's flying the opposite direction. It was it a just bad math problem. All physics, but humanly possible. But this one, it had <laughs> it rules seemed, of gravity. <laughs> yeah, but this one seemed to like. Even they did define. Gravity, they, they did, they did, defy, but they, but they reined it in defined. a bit, and so I think like doing some of the slow down moves can make it seem more dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, slow, you know. Yeah, but that's that director. I think it's the same director who did Face Off. I think I, I have to yet. look it up and tell you guys later. But yeah, you can do we, it yourself we and let me know. Really, like into that, we were just trying to, you know, really just enjoy the movie, and I love the soundtracks of the last three movies. So I was like bumping and jamming in my seat while I'm watching the movie because the music was really good, you know, so. And the beauty of the whole thing was that this movie had some big, big name women in it. I guess. Yes. <laughs> I mean, big what? name. I wouldn't say big name. I just, the, the woman, the women in Fast and Furious were pretty awesome. They were, they were badass. They were really, really cool. I mean, Dom's sister didn't really do much in this movie. She's been MIA for the last two. She did the one where they went to Brazil, which was five. And then she's like, I'm pregnant, so I can't do stuff anymore. And it's like, oh, okay. She's the family She's the, <laughs> She's the. the family person now. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that's what Dom's character is always about, family. And that, family. that comes over and over and over again, the theme, which was missing in Fast 2 and 3. We didn't have that whole family element that he brings to the movie. Well, that is true. And, you know, well, when it got to... Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. not the Fast and Furious. Right. Um, then that's when he took it over again. But the last two and three was not his. The studio took it over. Yeah. And they just, they kind of lost the heart of it. And now we have the heart back. And this movie had a lot of heart because most of you know this is the very last movie in, the, well, I don't think it's the last movie he ever did, but Paul Walker has passed on. So they'll, he'll no longer be able to show up in any more uh Films and, I, of this nature, and I think they gave him a great on. farewell. They did. They and did. it was awesome. I, I strongly suggest that you guys check it out if you haven't seen it already. Yes, go, because they're trying to break the billion dollar. They want to be the billion dollar movie. So let's make them the billion dollar movie. It's so deserved. And it'll be a great legacy of Paul Walker. But they had two newcomers into the movies. They did. So, as you know, Michelle Rodriguez has been uh, part of the series since the, since the beginning. Uh, she's come in and out, but this movie she was fully in just like the last one. And uh, she she was amazing. She was she was the Michelle I know and love. Oh, yeah, from Girl Fight. The Letty, the Letty uh, character is really uh, special. and it's a, yeah. She's an intricate part of the story. She's very important to the main character. Then we brought in a newcomer. Her name was her Natalie Emanuel. Her name is Emmanuel. Natalie Emanuel, yeah. But her character name was Ramsey. She was a fantastic hacker. She was she was a little genius, you know. She she created some kind of program. I won't give away too much, but uh, she's very bright and very intuitive. And there's a, a pretty face, another pretty face, but also a smart one to add to the cast. The crew. And for those of you who may not know, you may if you watch Game of Thrones, you would know her as she was described. I don't know how to say it. Miss Miss Sandy on Game of Thrones. She uh, was an important I believe she was an important character. I'm not a Game of Thrones. Why would she be an important character? They didn't even give her a name. <laughs> she was described. <laughs> That's all you need. You describe the voice I don't know. of God. Some of you are really like uh, really into Game of Thrones, so you may recognize her face. But one of my favorite additions, I love her. I mean, she's just awesome. Ronda Rousey. 
She's the first and current UFC Women's Bantamweight Champion, and she's currently undefeated. Yeah, I never heard of her before this, but then I'm not really into UFC or anything like that. Neither so. am I, but I noticed her from when from when I saw Expendables 3. Right, which I was, did not see. So. She was, yeah, because she hates the movie. It was okay. I just don't want to spend money on something like this. But once again, something you just don't encourages, It just encourages him to make more of these expendable movies and we don't need more expendable movies i'm sorry i don't know you need good old-fashioned old-school 1980 action flicks sometimes i need that like i need a kick in the face you might get kicked in the face <laughs> yeah in an old 1980s action movie but yeah but yeah she she was in that she was awesome uh, she was in this one i loved her in it her her cameo my favorite line, she's like, what did she say? Hmm. Oh, I'm glad you showed up because these parties are boring. Yeah, she was getting bored at the party. Which, this movie, uh, we always want to know where the fast group is going to end up. And so this one, they went from Los Angeles to... Uh, uh, Abu Dhabi? No, we had a we had a small stop in Japan. Uh, yeah, we, he went to Japan. He, we had a stop over Japan. They went back to L.A. Uh... His sister and them are in Dominican Republic. The DR. And then they go to Abu Dhabi for a while. And then they end up... I think I just feel like we're missing something. Oh, they were first in Azerbaijan. The Caucasus Mountains. Oh, yeah, when they, when they had to go get Ramsey. Right. Oh, but that, oh man, the drive scene in that one, when they had to... When they were getting away. Oh, and my Jason goodness. And Jason Statham, I know we're talking, I know this is Women's Month, but I got to give it up for Jason Statham. He played an awesome bad guy. It's not that unbelievable, but it was kind of like, he was like the, what is that? You know that thing that, that you punch and you can't like, it come always comes back at the, you? The clown, the, the, the punching clown? Yeah, he's like that. You're he like, a, oh, he's not He's a Timex watch. He's a Timex watch. <laughs> he just kept going and going. It was like watching Rambo or something. Or the Terminator. Yeah. That's what Jason Statham was like. He's like, I'm not human. <laughs> he's like, you think these? Do you think this cell can hold me? And The Rock. Oh man, the fight scene between Jason Statham and The Rock was fantastic. So it was. you must check it out because it seems so unbelievable. Because Jason Statham seems so small in comparison to The Rock. And but, I, I don't know about you, but if The Rock hit me with Dwayne Johnson, if he hit me, it would feel like I was hit by like a giant rock or that's you. cement that just I'd be out. Cold. He's the most electrifying man in entertainment, sports and entertainment. So yeah. I'm just saying, it's all good. Oh, well, just, this movie tied a neat bow around all of the whole entire franchise. So I don't know if there will be any more. If not, I'm okay with watching the others again and again and again. It's so enjoyable. I hope I'll they do continue like a story. Harry Potter kind of night. You know, there's seven There's seven of these movies. We like, might skip Tokyo Drift. Oh. I, actually, I've never. I, actually, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm a. I came into the series at five. I, I saw. I. Oh, that's true. Because then I had to make you go back and watch. I tried one. to watch, but it was like, God damn, this is horrible. It was. It's not. It's horrible. not horrible, but it's, it's like, actually really good. But see, if you come in at the five, we're like, you know, okay. At when he did the first one, the budget was low. It was all about the story. You had to be realistic, you know. So then Fast 1, in comparison, the very first Fast and Furious movies, in comparison to 5, is like, you know, now they have locations they can be in. They have a budget now. So it does seem, but if you got to watch it with pure, like, eyes of, like, the first time, and then you'll it. was my it. first time, but it's just I got to wipe the slate clean. And then I tried, I'd skip 2 and 3. Because I knew it brought Tyrese in and Luda, and I know that Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Two's not so bad, but three was like really. Out I there. just, I just think I don't even know why they did it. I think maybe just to, to make sure people still understood that Fast and Furious existed. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I'm not really sure. I'm what gonna happened say this: there. when after they did, because that um, country guy, bless his heart, his he's the most annoying accent, and I grew up with accents like this, but he just he just seems to grind it when into you the think sand. But well, you know, he he is from Texas. I don't know if he really is he or is. not. Okay, he's from Texas. He's from them backwater te backwater towns. We don't have no backwater towns. It's more like Louisiana. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but 
Awesome. Are you sure? How do you know this? I don't know. I'm just bullshitting. He kind of sounded like he's from Alabama. No offense to anyone from Alabama. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it was offensive. He just sound Alabaman. I don't know. It's just it seemed like he has an accent. He just wants to really hone it in, like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We know he doesn't really. T- I mean, come on. He's been in this country thirty years. No, my grandfather's been in this country for I don't know how long. And he he's keeps still going in, no. back and forth. Oh, well, that's true. You know, but Arnold, you be like and, get and, down. And Arnold does not live in a community of people from. Where's Arnold from? I don't know. Okay, anyways, he, he married an American woman. He lived in California. You know, he didn't, it wasn't a community of people who spoke like him. He's just really trying to really sell that accent. Anyways, we got way off topic. <laughs> Fast and Furious is awesome. The women of Fast and Furious were amazing. Sexy, strong, smart, and so just enjoy it for all of its glory. It's like they're not just sex objects. It's like they got brains. They got brawn. They can kick ass. They're just phenomenal. So, and plus, terrific piece of eye candy. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, I ain't lying. It's a little bit of something for everybody. I mean, Ronda Rousey. Except for me. I mean, Paul Walker is dreamy now that he's cut his hair down, but. I don't know. You should, you should be, when you see The Rock, and you should. And Tyrese is chocolate. I mean, he just, he's like the epitome of a chocolate brother. I mean, he looks literally like chocolate. So smooth. Like, they I'm just, just made saying. him out of chocolate. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you see Dwayne Johnson, his cuteness. You, he's swole. And he's not my type. He's way too big. Uh, the man's like 6'6". Six, six. Like I said, you go in for a hug and be like, ah, crush my rib cage. Hey. Yeah. That's a man for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my husband has a little bit of a man crush on Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's not a man crush. The man is one of my heroes. And I used to crush on him, but now he's all bald and fierce. But he does have a very pleasant well, smile. Well, see, you got to think about it. He's bald. I, you know, that's cool. He's bald. He's brown. He's he's like the 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 brown version of uh, what's he's, Mr. He's Clean. letting people know it's okay to be bald. Uh, he has or no balding. other choice. He has no other choice. Uh, true. But... But okay. We did get way off topic today, but we check did. it out. It's been so long since we've we've been on. We so just we want to talk so to you excited. guys. Absolutely. And I miss the whole March month of women, but it's okay because we can always talk about the accomplishments and the success of women and the in the issues in society that women deal with. We can always talk about that. Just like <laughs> Well, I guess because we're joking. not talking about Dwayne Johnson anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep this little train rolling. I'll roll by myself, talk to myself. Anyways, I had this whole um, conspiracy that there's a war against women. What? Or, like, and I think you shared my conspiracy with other people, which I have yet to do myself because I'm still thinking it through, but you've already put, put me out there. You know, I'm going to throw it out there. You know, I'm a fisherman. <laughs> I throw it out there and I catch whatever. I like to hear what people have to say. Well, I mean, not to get off, I mean, because we're going to get into this a little bit more in a little bit, but I I do see articles almost on a daily basis of somewhere in, in the world a woman being attacked or punished for choices that she makes and sometimes i mean most of the times they're just not that severe so well i mean there was one article i read it was a few months ago maybe even a year ago maybe mm-hmm. where you had this a woman in the middle east she was going to be executed for converting to christianity ah uh, yes they did manage to save her life though they did but was it was awesome. terrible because it's like those who are familiar with Islam, mm-hmm. and if you feel like I've made a mistake, you can always come in at you can always come in at crossfire.crusade.net and email us at crossfire at crusade.net. Absolutely. If you want to talk to us about the podcast or anything else, please send us a message there. You can find us. Yeah, so definitely. But what happened if you were, if you studied Islam, basically judaism christianity islam we're all supposed to be brothers in arms we're all supposed to be in this together basically state worshiping of the same god yeah we're all following the god of abraham right and so there shouldn't be any conflict between us shouldn't but you know there is the conflict where you know christians believe in the holy trinity and islam would say there is no trinity there's only one god i think we should talk about this in a later podcast since we're getting into the 
the holy tradition in the Christian faith as well as Judaism. And, and I'm just throwing it out there since it's Good Friday. It is Good Friday. <laughs> it is a Good Friday. We even had a great meal, which I always love eating good food. But I'm going to have to back it back. And so maybe I'll talk to you guys a little bit about my I need to lose some weight because I've gone total And rogue. also for our listeners in um, for our listeners here in Korea, we would love to tell you about some of the fantastic places we've eaten, especially if you're in the Hongdae Sinchon area. Well, we'll actually put it on crusade.net. And... Crossfire.crusade.net. Okay, right. Sorry. Crossfire.crusade.net. But if you ever want to check out crusade.net, follow through, and there's always links to get through the universe. There you go. We, we link it all up for you. So the first thing I want to talk about was working women, the case of working women, because we still have a problem with... Um... Women in the workplace? Yes. <laughs> Hello, what do you mean? We have a problem with women in the workplace or women being in the workplace? Women being in the workplace is... They're just not treated the way they should be treated still. And, you know, working women have been a part of society since the beginning. So it seems kind of... I just think that maybe it's a fear that um, not wanting to have to work for women. You know, maybe because... Well, let's just put it this way. There, the career fields that are dominated by women, I've noticed, have very low pay. For example, education. Okay. okay. Elementary education, secondary education. This is a very what low What about being a job. nurse? I I mean, nursing can pay well, depends on where you are, I've heard. You know, in some places in the United States, it does pay well. In most of the world, not so much. <laughs> well, one of my students here in Korea, she was telling me about that. Very bright young lady. Mm -hmm. um, she was telling me that um, she, her major, her mother made her. Become a nurse because she's like there are always there will always be a job for you. Oh, absolutely. So, Medicine, medical field, there's always a job. But even she said but the I pay isn't told, that good. I would have told my daughter she should go for being a doctor. I don't know. You give more respect. True. It's the psychology behind it, right? But also the another problem is that anything that has to do with children, child wearing rearing uh careers are also paid less but they're dominated by women because it seems to be natural that our maternal instincts make us want to work with young people but not all women have that maternal instinct this is true but i'm just saying i mean if you ever look at how much people get paid for child care at these early childhood places oh, I know. It's, it's just it's a it's, tragedy it's, it, you might as well get a, a part-time job working at starbucks pretty much so i mean i think we need to boost the pay in those fields because a lot of women are the head of household. That is true. There are a lot of single mothers. I'm not saying like that's a bad thing. No, it just means that it's no longer that we get to depend on our husbands to bring home the bacon. Because sometimes we bring it home by ourselves or our husband and uh, us together are bring, trying to bring it home with the bacon. So we mm -hmm. need to be paid equally. So also the problem I've noticed is that we do have maternity leave problems, a big issue in many countries. Even if they offer maternity leave, they try to discourage you from taking it. Like give us an example of that. Well, I heard uh, they always talk about how maternity leave, paid maternity leave in America is really poor. I think at most it's six weeks standard, but some companies offer more than that. But in other countries like here in Korea, you can have up to a year of paid maternity leave. But companies figure out a way to bully women out of the job so they don't have to wait for her to come back or hold her job or get a temporary employee. But, I mean, think about it like this from a business standpoint. I I hire you. Like, how how long is maternity leave here in the ROK? Well, really, it's three months paid, but some government jobs offer up to a year. So a let's just say let's say the minimum three. three months. Three months, I think, is full pay. So think about it. You're an employee. You're a manager. You're someone. <laughs> and maybe not even a manager. You're a secretary. Okay. Let's let's give it like a low weight, like a low part of the hierarchy. Okay. Well, now you're gone mm -hmm. on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this from a business standpoint. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a CEO of a company, and I have a woman who wants, she has a baby. Mm -hmm. She works until the day she gets ready to have a, mm -hmm. she gets ready to pop. And now she's going to be gone for three months. That means I, I'm still going to pay her, yes. but I also need to find another person 
to fill in for her. Now, I'm double paying for the job of one person. Yes, but this usually doesn't apply to small companies. It usually applies to companies with a certain a minimum, you know, a minimum and then above. So they have the the staff that can fill in for the little part that when she's missing. So it's not like you have, <laughs> you know, just this one job and you know she can't be for so got to hire someone temporarily. Usually the other people can pick up the small slack while she's gone. I'm like, there's ways to work around it because I don't think it's fair. You expect people to have children and have families, and you call your, you know, but then. You don't provide any assistance for All that. All right. Well, okay. You did. I'm say... sorry. You have to have. You have to give birth to the next generation, and you have to have time to do that. All right. Well, how about this? <laughs> okay. You said that it's not about um, larger companies. It's a. It's about. It's for the larger companies. But what if I'm a, you know, a really small company? They don't really have to abide by these laws. Okay. Well... I'm, I'm talking about the companies that are supposed to that don't. Okay. Because they can. They can get away with it because people aren't legislating against Anyways, maternity leave and paternity leave, we should make that all a part of family leave. I'm just going to speak on America because I'm American. I think that everybody should be entitled to what we call family medical leave. You can use it for maternity or paternity or kid your sick parent sick. or your sick kid or you're sick or whatever. Everyone should be entitled to some kind of leave. Actually, I agree that. But, you know, and I'm going to take that one step further because I do have a lot of friends here in ROK. Mm -hmm. They feel the same way, but they should. I'm, I will encourage them to stand up for their own right because it is their legal stance. But they should know that it is for the larger companies, not for the... Oh, they do know. Okay. Oh, they, they're very well aware of their rights, in the, but it's just, you know, the reason why our laws work the way they do, why we have equal opportunity and all of this, you know, all of our um, uh, laws that have to do with working employment, employment labor laws is that are enforced is because of lawsuits. Right, we are a litigious society, and so that makes people when you have to hit them in the pockets, Ooh. then they will go you ahead that, and, and follow the rules. Litigious, but Korea is not litigious, so the women and the and sometimes their their husbands and spouses will that way. walk away from the situation. And st I mean, they are. You know, you have to stand up for what's yours. Hey, if you if you don't, no one else will. Exactly, you know, and Korea has a very low birth weight, so they should be more than willing to give this maternity leave and encourage these moms and, and give them all the assistance they need, especially like work from home stuff or something like that, you know, or a daycare well, at the office. Well, okay, well, if not just talking about Korea, but this mm -hmm. goes out to any family oriented, and you can't see me, I'm putting it in quotes. <sighs> Um, family centric society. society yes mm -hmm. um if you want people to have kids yes and you're gonna bribe them to have more kids what i mean by bribe is that oh we're gonna give you extra money for this certain amount this kid after you get to your third or fourth kid we're gonna help you with daycare we're gonna help you with this to give assistance if you're gonna do that then you should go and stand fully on the fact that you want people to have these kids. Mm -hmm. Most of these parents are probably working. Right. It's expensive to raise kids. It is. Very expensive. And Excuse not just me. monetarily, but also, you know, emotionally Time. and spiritually. Emotionally. Yeah. Spiritually. Physically. Mentally. <laughs> so, heavily on the mentally. Yeah, very heavily on the mentally. And sometimes on the physically. You should be able to have the 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 paternity leave. You should. Yeah. Family leave. Exactly. Because if that's what your that that's what your society is about, then you should be able to take that time off. True. And be secure that you would still have your job. Although if it was me, if it was me. If it were, oh, you're using that that third conditional. Yeah. If it was me. Okay. If it was me, I I just I I was not gonna work. You know. <laughs> That's because I'm naturally lazy, and I don't want to have too much on my plate. <laughs> now she tells me. Ah, uh, he knows this, but we're 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 not going there. So, but then now we have the legislating of women's bodies going on in America, which drives me crazy. Oh man, this is <laughs> it's my body. <laughs> well, you know, I actually i I can't really argue on this point because I know I use this as an excuse to say I'm a, I'm a boy from an all girl family, and but truth of the matter is i'm very close to my sisters yes and i do feel that the woman's body is her domain yes 
Her uterus so is her uterus. Why are they making laws trying to control it? It drives me crazy. So I just feel like um, that this is, and, and you can correct me, honey, if I'm wrong, but I feel like if men were the ones who could get pregnant, that there would be free birth control in every single community. You could probably go to Walmart and buy it. You know, you could be on the pill, the IUD, the marina, whatever you wanted, the patch, the, the implant, whatever, because... If it happened to men, they would make sure they had access to control how often they yeah, got pregnant. Yeah, because no man wants to be a daddy. I'm just saying. I mean, not too early. But it's but we have like you know senators and representatives, mostly men, who are trying to make laws, trying to control how often who can get birth control, and who can't, and if it can be included on insurances or not. And I was like, that's not your business. It's my body. Hey, I can't argue that fact. I we just I say the same thing. You and I, we see eye to eye on this. Right. Because, like I said, uh, my sister, she, um, she, she had a beautiful quote, and I'm for the misquote her. Sorry, but um, well, you know, like you get married, the body becomes one. Oh. Oh right. no, that no. <laughs> I, I I mean, we become one team, one unit. We're a team. You know, I'm Michael Jordan. She's Pippin. Okay. Or she could be Michael Jordan. I'd be Pippin. <laughs> no, actually, Pippin's taller than Jordan. Okay, so you gotta reverse it. <laughs> okay, I'll be Pippin. You be Jordan. All right. Your uterus is still your uterus. Right. I mean, even though we're married, you know, this is something. I mean, having and we know that becoming a mother for a woman is a big change in her life, and that it can affect her career. It can affect her family, her relationships, and so to be able to control when. And how often that happens is I mean, very important. There are still companies out there that are still, during the job interview process, asking women, "Do you plan, if especially if she's single, do you plan on getting married? And yeah. if she's married, do you plan on having kids? Because right. that will automatically disqualify you. At least, maybe not from the job, but at least from being promoted. Because think, oh, well, you know, she'll just quit or want to take maternity leave or whatever, whatever. So let's just not promote her and keep her in this level so we don't have to pay her more money. Pretty much. Yeah. So I just think that sucks. And so I also have a real big beef with pro-lifers. So for any of my listeners who are pro-lifers, this is why I have a big beef with you. Because I consider myself a pro-lifer, but I have a different stance on it. Okay? I believe in the sanctity of all life. I would like to say this. Yeah, I agree with you. I, but I would say I am a pro-lifer. I'm not going to lie. I'm a pro-lifer by choice. I'm a pro-lifer who believes in choice. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody should be made to give birth to a child they do not want. And I don't, because this is the thing. Although my husband and I have discussed it. I believe that if for everybody who is anti-abortion, an anti-birth control and whatever, whatever, because it could cause an abortion or whatever, uh, or, or a, uh, what they call a medically induced miscarriage because whatever, some of these birth controls don't work correctly. But anyways, but they are also the ones who, when that child is born, they will abandon it. None of these pro-lifers are adopting unwanted children. None of these pro-lifers are campaigning outside of prisons to not kill human beings murdered them by the state so i'm just like you can't be pro-life sometimes and not other times and what was that what was that show you listened to i'm gonna give it a shout out because i actually like this show freakonomics ah yes they were talking about the um the fact that the low income areas where there was a high crime rate Mm -hmm. there was there were no there wasn't any places where people of the low income status Mm -hmm. could get birth control or anything like that so Mm -hmm. they began to have all these I don't want to say unwanted kids, but kids they could not afford. Mm-hmm. So then these kids grow up in certain circumstances. When they want more, they don't have what the other kids have, which then creates crime. Then they have crime. This is very controversial, and you're kind of misquoting it a little bit. Um, I'm just saying. I'm trying to say <laughs> what I remember. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I think the gist of it is that basically you get these kids in un like in dire circumstances that it starts it will create a strain on the economy which then becomes it's in their situation okay actually you you you've gone too far i think you could you quoted some stuff that you you you're thinking somebody some of your <laughs> your My thinking is yeah some of some of your opinion is in there because actually what the economists found out is that it's not about these kids being poor because some of these children are born to families that are well to do 
you know, because actually lower income people do not take advantage of uh, freedom of choice, <laughs> as Roe v. Wade states. But anyways, children who are unwanted know they are unwanted. They grow up feeling unwanted and they lash out in society. So once women were given the choice, we saw uh, the crime rate should have gone up, you know, from 20 years from then, it should have increased because it was steadily rising, but they instead saw the reverse. And so they made a correlation between giving a woman choice to not have an unwanted child to also 20 years down the line, reducing the crime rate. Well, we can also, also, I'm going to take that one step further because I, I was, as, as my students say, my thinking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't fusing my thinking because mm-hmm. you can see this with any society That's where true. the woman, it was given choice. When you give a woman choice, choice, society does get better. Because a happy wife, happy life. Or just happy woman. I mean, because we. Happy women, happy living. There you go. <laughs> it's. It's about, and I think that it's it's kind of sad when they're trying now to take it away because I think there's just they just feel threatened, you know, because women are now so dominating in different uh, fields and and sports and TV. It is like, oh my God, all the these women, and I think maybe sometimes some of these men who are trying to make these laws feel intimidated. Probably, you know, like don't take my job. (laughs) Took her job. But remember, when we had the surgeons of women in the workplace in America was during World War II when all the men went off to fight. The women had to hold down the front, and they had to go to work in the factories and long hours and and all this stuff. And they loved making that money and supporting their families and their and their spouses. It gave them more of a. It gave them their own identity, not just that I have to be a mother to show that I'm worth something. Right, because you know we now tell women. We say you can be anything you want and you can do anything you want. And but I think it's it scares men because then they feel like because you know what happened when the soldiers came back, they kicked all the women out the jobs and sent them back home and they were not happy with that. <laughs> so, I mean, because the thing is, we put a value on people based on how much they can earn. And if you're not earning money, you feel like you don't have as much value. Well, I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this. I remember when I was teaching kids and I had to talk to this young man about his respecting his mother yes yes because he was like i love i love this kid (laughs) i'm not gonna say his name because that's his his privacy issues right right but we'll just call him little kim yeah little kim (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's got a play on words but kim is a very popular uh last name family name in In korea Korea. so little kim Mm -hmm. we we talk we were discussing and he's a really fun really bright young man yes but then he says, I said, you know what? If you don't behave today, I'm a little Kim. I'm going to call your mom. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, call my mom. She's just stupid anyway. All she does is spend up my dad's money. Woo. And I was like, whoa. I would me. earn a backhand in my house. <laughs> and I was, well, he he doesn't know my mom, Miss Ann. I'm sure if his mother heard him, she might have backhanded him herself. Probably. I'm not stupid. <laughs> and, well, so I had to sit stupid and talk with him at lunch. <laughs> so I sat and spoke with him at lunch, and he started telling me this story about, you know, he couldn't really say, I said, why would you say something like that about your mom? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, she is stupid. All she does, I don't know what she does all day. She's a housewife. She does this. Now, the reason why I'm telling this story, because he mentions how the fact in a very negative way how she's just a, a housewife. housewife. The children always say that just just for that and it makes me sad because i think these women have sacrificed something else to be just a housewife yeah and <laughs> and so and the reason why i'm saying this because he looks up to his dad his dad works at this company mm-hmm. i forget what company works at but he makes top dollar at this company right. so he really sees his dad as the breadwinner the man right. who, who takes care of the home front mm-hmm. and sees his mom doing all the stuff that really keeps the home front together as demeaning, as right. low right. than what she did. But for those who may not know, there are many educated women in in these fields. And most men, when if they're set up or not, they're usually going to look at the fact, is she educated? Is she this? Is she that? Because no one wants to have A dumb honey boo-boo <laughs> <laughs> raising, <laughs> raising their kids. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thinkless, it is a thinkless task. You know, uh, but so I'm gonna tell all of you guys, all you guys and girls out there that's listening to the show, respect your mommy, even if she is, even if you listen to Dear Mama by Tupac, if you got a mom who's still trying, 
She's doing her best. She's she's still human. She's, she's doing human. her best. There's no there's no manual on this. And there's you know, you could be too good, too bad. Who knows? And no matter what would happen, we she would still get the back end of the gun because we're all like, oh, you were horrible. I was really appalled. I heard someone say that they wanted their mom to be the mom that they wanted, and I'm like, but you can't control this. This your mom was a woman before she was your mother and all that personality and life experience has come into the way that she parents exactly and so we have to consider that and and that's another thing i want women to stop doing stop beating yourself up about what kind of mom you are okay you think you're a bad mom you think you're a good mom you're an overworked mom you feel guilty cut all that crap out just love your kids and try to be patient with them and that's it. No one, no one's judging you. On My mother mom. said it best. My mom said it best. Um, she said, "Kids don't come with a manual." They don't, but they write plenty of books about them. <laughs> and they still get it wrong sometimes. And I still try to give people advice, but I, you know, I, I'm careful about it. But it's true, and and you know, your mom, your mom, she is a mom, and your mom was a woman before she was your mother. <laughs> right, and she'll, she, long after she's finished raising you, she'll go on hopefully do other great and wonderful things. Because she she dated, she had at dreams and aspirations, so try to understand And you might that. have killed them, so, <laughs> so we'd, oh, but we're, we'll do more odes to mommies because Mother's Day is coming up, but let's talk now against, because I, I was talking about the war on women, so we had the war on women in the workplace, war on women uh, with legislation, and now we also have violence against women that I think is, um, we know, we always talk about what happens in the Arab world when it comes to women. You know, how they're always covered. They're they're beaten down. They're they're stoned for cheating. They're they're beat, you know, lashed for for whatever, this, that, and the other thing, you know, and it just seems like, oh, they treat their women so bad in the Arab world. But let's talk about how they're treated in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recently have been hearing a lot about what they call the American rape culture, which disturbs me. And it has a lot to do with the acceptance of it in college campuses. What do you mean? Well, you know, there's a lot of, you know, alcohol (laughs) and partying as part of the college lifestyle. And so when... Drink it up. Well, the situation lends itself to, of course, sex. But sometimes it's like... The sex unwanted is unwanted, sex. unwarranted, and it is actually sexual assault and rape. And women are afraid to come forward because they feel like, oh, I shouldn't have been wearing that. I shouldn't have been at that party. I shouldn't have drank so much. So maybe I brought this on myself. But sometimes they but do reach she? out. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about it like this. I mean, you go to this. I mean, I always tell my sisters when they go to the club, don't wear skirts, you know. I'm just saying that was she my thing. She should be able to cartwheel butt naked through the club and nobody touch her because what do we say? Her body is hers. You have no right to violate my body. I didn't, I'm not just talking about me. Just because of what I'm wearing or where I'm at. <laughs> okay, think about this. Okay, think about this. We judge people. Judge people. We judge people by what we see. So we got a guy. I'm, a, I'm sorry, Dave Chappelle. Okay. But you got a guy who's walking down the street wearing a police uniform. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. And yes. you know, but he's not a policeman. And you run out like, help, help me, help me. me. Yeah. And he's like, just because I'm dressed this way doesn't, doesn't mean, mean. <laughs> <laughs> you can treat me this way. And you know, we do judge people by the way they present themselves in society. I agree with you. If she is, if she, a person is wearing some scandalous stuff, like they just walked out the stripper club. You you maybe talk to like a crazy person, maybe like oh, hey baby what's up woo whistling and all whatnot. Okay, acceptable. But rape is never an acceptable behavior for something that someone is wearing. I didn't. But say that. you could talk crazy to them, I guess, if you think they're a stripper because they're dressed like a stripper. You may talk to them like a stripper, but okay. you do not. What about this? Okay. Mistreat them. Okay, I got it. I got another <laughs> one. Okay, you're in the club. You're mm-hmm. in the club, like back in the days. Back yeah. in the days, you should yeah. see him trying to dance. He got yeah. a little old man shoulder. I don't know what's going on. He's not even that old. <laughs> <laughs> Something is happening. Sorry, you guys should see this. It's actually pretty funny. I think it's imitating his granddad imitation. No, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about this. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so what were you gonna say? Back in the day, in the, in the but club. back in the days, you at the club, you you meet a chick, you you get a few drinks, she get a few drinks, you, then the latest ludicrous song comes on, mm-hmm. and then you're you're in the club just banging and banging and jamming and grinding, mm-hmm. like it's R. Kelly for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that actually sound kind of bad. That's, okay, anyways, whatever. That. You're you're, you're um, but you're not bumping and grinding. You're enjoying each other. And then you go, she's sitting down on your lap. She's sitting down on your lap. She's grinding all on you. Mm-hmm. And then, she, you know, she's kissing on your neck. And then all of a sudden, you know, she wants to go out. She wants to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You take her somewhere else and she falls asleep. And you have to, okay, she asleep. Well, <laughs> the night's over. She fell asleep. I'm sorry, but when you think, like, she's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Let's get it. And then... Well, then it's done. It's over. That That's the stop button. You better finish on your own. Yeah. Because her body is always... Okay, because this is how I like to explain to guys. Let's say, you know, you hanging out at the club, you know, and another guy is like, oh, I'm feeling you. I'm, fe- I'm really feeling you. You, you dress, you dressed all good, hey, this is smelling not funny. all nice. This ain't funny because this actually happened. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> if this guy is bigger stronger handsome he's been giving you drinks all night so you try to be nice you know you just just be nice friendly to him you know but then he just thinks oh well that means you know let's go on somewhere else and let's continue this but you be like ah you know because this situation is scary to you i ain't gonna i'm, I'm gonna tell a real serious story right now because this this is this is strange this is not about you it ain't about, about me, women <laughs> but this, it was scary i understand i identify with women on this because it's just like Okay. It's some scary. It's some scary stuff. It is. It some is scary, scary stuff. He be like, "You show is pretty." Yeah, a bunch of creepers. Creepy man. That that's some creepy stuff. Yep. Uh, I won't get into that, but yeah. It was Anyways, awful. I just I I was not surprised by the highest statistic of women in sexual assault well, on think... campus because it happened to me. I wasn't raped, but I was assaulted, and I didn't tell anybody. You know, because I was like, I'll just thank God I got out that situation where it got worse than it had to be. But I'm like, wow, you know, if you, you talk to five women, I bet they say like three will have had this experience. I'm pretty and sure. And that's, that's too high. But I think Men it's because... Men have got to respect our, you know, that we are our own people. We are not just body parts. Well, as in the... As an, <laughs> Unless I'm, you want us to start treating you guys like that. I've been treated I know us. some guys would be like, yeah, but if it actually <laughs> happened, you would probably be really scared. I was scared. <laughs> you and know, she was bigger than me. You she get women, you know, drugging you and you're drinking stuff and dragging you off somewhere. Man, you want to hear something? And then nine months later, oh, we had, oh, this is our baby. Like, the, oh, what? Oh, you were asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it like this. I remember when I was in university and I was in a male auction. Ah, uh, yes. And we I got that too. And I got it's like bought slavery. By, it <laughs> is, man. It felt bad. I mean, you know, and but I feel bad for women. I participated in it, and I and I bought me a, a man. I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> it was for a good cause. Mm, that's what they say, good cause. <laughs> Ooh, that was evil. <laughs> that was evil. Well, it was just so nice to get him to go pick up dry clean at seven in the morning on Saturday. So. Oh no, mine was. Oh, she was mad because I ain't put out. Cause she was just oh, like. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting him to put out. Oh, she was. I am. I'm not gonna speak badly about but it, I but she make was him a power do all lifter. My chores and errands. She was a power lifter. She she had a scholarship for power lifting. Wow, where did you go? S- Stephen F. Austin. Oh, it was no crazy. Comments. And yeah, so it How was like. How do you get a scholarship to college for just being able to lift heavy things? That's. <laughs> Mm, me jane me pick up big weight mm. <laughs> i'm just saying and she was a power lifter so i would really she's hey, whatever like, get you that education she started trying to chase me around but i'm lucky oh, at no. the time i was a little i was lighter uh-huh. and i could run a little faster right. granted i got to charles barkley slow and slower but she was <laughs> slowest <laughs> okay <laughs> lucky you yeah lucky me but she was like trying to like pin me down if she got me she was stronger than me and i i'm sorry i really don't want this (laughs) like oh no and she took off her man her her roommates were funny because they hated for her to take off her shoes oh and i'm like damn why did i get bought by the smelly foot girl Mm. i would at least taken her friend who had all the piercings in her face I'd have take that. I could play tic tac toe with her face. I wish I had. I wish there were pictures of this. I this wish there so was. I, but I, you know me. At this time, I believed in don't leave evidence. 
Oh my goodness. But these make for great stories. Oh man, it was crazy. But she was a sweet woman. It was just, uh, you need to soak your feet in bleach. <laughs> oh lord. I think it's a vinegar solution that can, uh, I don't know. I've never had that problem. I don't really have smelly feet. But and I but I do believe that the issue like I knew a young lady who was raped and I felt so awful for her and I looked you know and I tried to and it was weird because guys you know still treat her as a person mm-hmm. because I became kind of like the protector almost like she was a fragile little yeah porcelain and she egg. got <laughs> like all of a sudden because she was fragile in the beginning and well, it course. really bothered her and I really looked after her and tried to help her out. You know, but then it became when she started to get her own strength back, she was still that fragile person. And I was still kind of like her bodyguard, basically. Right. But that kind of... you feel per- helpless when this happens to someone that you love and care about? Because, I mean, you can't undo it. Oh, yeah. You know, and the punishments will never fit the crime, right? And, part of, and partially, <laughs> a part of me was like, because she was kind of a wild girl. Mm. And and I don't, I don't mean this like as a knock against her, but she was kind of a wild like woman. The wild ones. Oh yeah, Ooh. and she was a good friend, but you know she was one of those chicks. She didn't mind. And the thing is, I knew the guy who did it, and he was like, "Oh well, you know she likes to sleep around." I'm like, "But that me and him got into an actual fist fight." Hey, anyone can be raped. Porn stars can be raped. Mm-hmm. Wives I- can be raped. You always have the right to say no. Whether or not you've been around the block or you've, you're a virgin, you are still have the right to say no. Or I have a headache. Mm, you might, I mean, if it's your husband, he might be nice like that, but it's just some dude be like, F you. Mm. I'm not in the mood. Get all away from That's me. That's my line. I have a headache. <laughs> oh, mercy. But I think this also is because we have a problem. We have an over-focus on women body parts. I, I mean, think. Well, it was kind of funny. And that was also in Fast Movie. There was a lot of ass. And I was very upset. Okay, you was, I was not. I know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Because it was just like, the little, the little, I I, I hate this. He's like, is it racist to say oriental? Yes. I have to say Asian. (laughs) Orientalist things. I know. I'm joking. Asians are people. I'm joking. I I love this. It was one time I'm doing jury duty and the guy was like, I don't like Orientals. And I was like, I think people lie like this to get out of jury duty. I probably would too if I thought it was a (laughs) stupid case. It was stupid. Oh my goodness. I hate all them them people who look like different from me. (laughs) Oh man, it was funny. And I hate fatties. (laughs) (laughs) I hate fat people. And Drum. I hate educated people like lawyers. I hate y'all. I hate educated <laughs> you, you people. Think, you think you're better than me because you got a college degree? <laughs> but ma'am, don't you have a college degree? It's like you have I, a master's degree. I do, I do. But, you know, I'd lie. Anyway. I mean, if it was a crap case I don't want to be involved in, I will say, okay, knock on wood. No, I won't. I'm going to be a good citizen and do my jury duty. But I will say this. In the Fast movie, um... It was like, okay, you're doing the drag races. Why is her skirt so low? I mean, she had a nice tuchus. Because. But why it got to be so short? I mean, if she okay. bent over, I can see all her family jewels. <laughs> she shouldn't have any family jewels. You know what I meant. We hope she doesn't. But uh, the thing is. <laughs> if is she that... does, she's not a her, it's a him. Well, she 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 believes she's she's a woman, <laughs> so I just think that uh, and but I try to be give them the benefit of the doubt because it was hot in the middle of the desert. It was hot. So I mean, if I had I'm a great body, I I always you know take off clothes and try to keep cool. You know, I don't even have a great body, and I'm still taking off clothes. <laughs> you are the first thing he does when he comes home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, take it off, take it off. Okay, sorry, we're giving them too many pictures in their mind, but. I, I'm a, I, I accept okay. it. I accept it. I'm a it lovely man. Because it's the movies. But I just think that society as a whole, like with Kim Kardashian, the whole break the internet. Oh my and, God, that was so awful. And then this whole obsession with Iggy Azalea's big butt. And I'm just like, seriously? And then, you know, I don't even recognize this woman. You, actually you did. I give you credit for it. Because I said, I, I think that's it. her. It may or may not be her. We didn't really look it up. Because I said, I didn't see her big old butt. So I don't know if it was her. I just guess because I see blonde hair and, and just, t- she's tall. There are lots of tall blonde women, though. Hey, that's true. There's a lot of them out there. So I don't know. I just would like there to be more focus on women's, the mind, their spirit, and the accomplishments. Well, I'm going to just say this. Because 
at the same time, Kim Kardashian was trying to break the internet, and I'm so sick of seeing her naked. I'm like, who wants to see her naked anymore? I mean, Jay, Ray J seeing her naked. Us. Her new husband, Kanye, is more than on one occasion seeing her naked. No, no, that who cares if they've seen her naked? We've all seen her naked too many times to count. I'm so over her. I, you know, if I was a dude, I'd still be so over. <laughs> I just think of the, you already. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's a it's a waste of time to, to try to see her goodies. I mean, Jesus, I know, right? I can get the I've goodies seen, anytime. I saw the video. You Not ain't really. break nothing. We've already seen it, anyways. At the same time, she was doing that. There are scientists who, women scientists who, are making great accomplishments in the field of of uh, astronomics. Yeah, when the time we were talking about breaking the internet, there was a woman breaking records by landing an air, what was that, a satellite, an aircraft, a rover, some type of scientific equipment <laughs> on an asteroid. Right. So, um, I would like to give some, some people you may not have heard of because our society and our media is dominated by idiots who just take off their clothes. <laughs> So let me talk about some others like we have, for example, Miriam Mirzakhani. She's the first woman to win the Fields Medal. Some of you don't know what that is. So I'll say it's an award for achievements in mathematics. And if you know, women are way underrepresented in the mathematics field. So it's really nice to see a woman win this medal. Oh, man. I'm, you know, I'm going to say this. And you know, I'm, I get excited. I'm not going to lie because in the math, science field, it is dominated. It's a sausage fest. It is. And the but higher up you go, the less women you see, which is the more dingling that hangs out there. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, what I'm going to just say it like this, like I meet a lot of young ladies here in Korea. They're majoring in engineering and I get so excited. They won't last long in the engineering field. A lot of them feel that way. Well, because the men are going to push them out. I know. Or so they're not going to be offered any way Real to... jobs. I mean, they might get real jobs, but they'll never be promoted. And they'll watch their married. peers, their male peers, pass them by. And they'll think, you know, why do I keep toiling and doing my hardest as a job? I get no recognition. When I get married, I'm just going to quit. You know what? <laughs> all, for all my female Korean listeners, especially my students, that former students that, that are listening to this, I want you to read a book called Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. I want you to check it out. Oh, it's, it's a terrific... too long. Did they make a movie? That movie sucks. Okay, I but just it's a, actually no, no, no. I saw it. it's an old black and white film. But read the book is actually it talks it's about so this. No one gets through any of Ayn it's, Ryan's it'll be books. good. I got through one <laughs> by the grace of God. Hey, the Fountainhead. I had to give. I had Atlas Shrugged Anyways, had to put it down. Woman, I know it's hard. It's hard to be the one that breaks the glass ceiling, but you do it, and the rest will follow. And support your sister. Let's support our sisters in the cause. And some other some other ladies. Malala. 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 Oh man, I always mess up that young lady. I know, name. but she is amazing. I know you guys have heard of her. Oh, she's she is. Awesome. She, the girls, all that in a bag of honey butter chips. Oh, I hope they have honey butter chips in America because this is like a really cool new thing, and it's so good. It's like basically make a potato, take a baked potato with butter, and then a put butter, a little baked honey. Potato chip, and then put a little honey on it. And then, oh man. I, you know, it's put like crack. Put a little honey on it. Mm, uh, yeah, uh, put a little honey on it. <laughs> but it's, she's the youngest recipient of the Nobel Peace, Nobel Peace Prize for her work promoting girls' right to education. Was it in Afghanistan? No, no. Pakistan. Uh, I think it was Pakistan. One of, oh, someone may correct me. But I'm pretty sure it was Pakistan. And it was, uh, they were closing down the girls' school, threatening girls trying to go to school. And she was shot in the head. She was shot in the head, but it's also her dad. He's a mathematician. Oh, he totally encourages and supports He encourages and supports his daughter. And she start, all this began when she just was writing a blog about women's she rights. She just wants to go to school. And, and go to school. And that's beautiful. Because so many American kids don't want to go to school. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, she just wanted a chance to, you know, just to learn something. Because her dad is, promotes education. And he taught right. his daughter. And he kept and And there were many times she was giving death threats. But she kept going she to school. Kept write, she kept going to school and she kept writing about it. And that takes a brave soul. And, and she's now there's a book about her. She's like... Yeah, produced by a publishing company from the UK, I believe. I'm not sure, but she's been everywhere. She was even amazing on... A, you guys could look it up, a YouTube video for when she was on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. And just a very well-spoken young lady and so mature for her age and such an inspiration for other young women. Definitely. And also, who else we have? 
Fabiola Giannotti. She Ooh. was appointed director of CERN. Some of you may have heard about this. For if you ever watch The Big Bang Theory, they're always going crazy about CERN. Um, because... Is that where the um, the particle accelerator thing is? Yes. Yes. So it See, is. I, be, I know some stuff. The greatest phys- physics research center in the world. And now they have a female, first female director. And that's amazing. So you see, women, we have women in the sciences and the maths and. Nobel Peace Prize winners. So these women, they need to break the internet, right? This should break the internet. This is amazing. I I don't have anything to say. It's just I'm I'm always amazed for people to do great things, whether you're man or woman, but especially because there are plenty of women that are underrepresented. I need to make you know give them a hint. Oh, if you have a daughter, a niece, a little sister a granddaughter, a friend, there is an amazing website called amightygirl.com and they have a ton of books and materials to help you raise a very confident daughter in the society that is over inundated with women just as sex objects. You can kind of counteract that and there's some help for on that website. Well, I'm going to just say this because this, I don't know if this is true or not, but I was reading an article talking about um, I think it what American Apparel. Oh, yeah. But talking about they had these models and it's basically like legalized kitty porn. I don't know if they're children, but they're. I don't see why they have to be over sexualized. It's just clothes. And especially kids' clothes. <laughs> yeah. So, so we don't want to promote our girls to only focus on that part of themselves but to also build up their mind. But I also believe that we start this from the beginning. Like, what do we do? Little boys, we don't, oh, he's so cute. No, no, no. We immediately, we're slapping them around, making them tough. What do we do for the little girl? Oh my God, you're so cute. We, mm-hmm. She could be like, I made straight A's, but you're so cute. Yeah, we do need to change the conversation about our daughters and, and, and do more to say, oh, I'm so proud of your accomplishments. We need to focus more on their accomplishments than what they their appearances. Because, like how we do with boys. Yeah, because now, now, now we got some pretty boys and they're all like, oh, they want to be pretty. This is true. But we say, oh, you did a great job on your math homework and you're also good looking. <laughs> I don't know, but we gotta not, find a balance. That's all I'm saying. We do need to find a balance, and I just have to say to all of you who are raising a young woman in this society, kudos to you because I really do not want to do it. It is hard. I wouldn't want to do, it. and I don't know how my mom did it. I came out so well adjusted, <laughs> and I don't have any image issues. <clears throat> so kudos to her for making her own mighty girl. But I just, for all of you out there, you know, just just try to. Find other things on the internet for your girls to focus on uh, besides um, the Kardashians. Well, yeah. But the Kardashians are not. Butts. Well, Kardashians, <laughs> the Twilight movies, because Bella is not. A role is model. Is not a ro- Fifty Shades of Grey, not. Not a role model. I mean, we don't know anything about Fifty Shades of Grey, but <laughs> we've heard enough. I just. Because that's what we were talking about last episode about feminism feminism is not all about just taking back your own sexuality we already know women are sexy that's all we know though right so feminism is about also highlighting other things that you women gotta, are good at we're not just great in the sack if you're gonna if you're gonna love the for jj you gotta love her mind too please love her mind and support her at least growth. a little more i don't know i know i know guys you might be a little upset with me saying this right now but you know at least don't treat the woman as an object she is a person Start to see her as your equal, because she is. As Jesus in the book of Mary said. I think we did talk about this in the last podcast, but let's re-emphasize, because we're going to celebrate his resurrection on Sunday, some of some people out there. Mm-hmm. And so let's just go ahead and, and say what Jesus said. Jesus said, basically, mm-hmm. the only way women will ever in this lifetime be treated as equals if men learn to see them as men. Right. And for I'm gonna break that down for those who may be like, "What the what? hell?" <laughs> what? It's basically, it's this. In the in a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I I, I don't in know. In a where macho male centered, a male dominated society, mm-hmm. they only respect patriarchal. other men. Thank you, matriarch. No, patriarchal. Patriarchal. Yeah. In a patriarchal society, only other patriarchs recognize and respect other patriarchs. Mm-hmm. But until we can see the matriarch mm-hmm. as an equal dominant force, mm-hmm. 
that's when we will see the better half as the better half. Well, I mean, there's room for all of us. And so just let us fulfill our potential <laughs> and don't try to stifle it. Oh, well, is there anything else you would like to add? No, it's just been really, it's been really great. It's been a while and it's such a joy to get back to to business, as, as we like to say. Sorry, guys. I know it's been a, it's been a couple weeks, but, you know, life takes over sometimes and we are free podcasters. So right. we haven't asked you for a dime yet. <laughs> And we probably won't, <laughs> unless I go do some research or something, but yeah. So I hope we just want to leave you with the positive note that women are doing great things despite the barriers and the obstacles overcome, and let's just keep encouraging them to continue forward. So, well, just to conclude the show, I'm Khalif. And I'm Jamise. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.